Hello, and thanks for listening to PXP Podcast. It's a show about leadership, self-development, personal growth, and accountability. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow. Now, you can catch our podcast on almost any platform or directly from our website at pxppodcast.com. To hear it hot off the press, check out our host on the Podbean app. If you have questions or want to hear a particular topic discussed or even want to be a guest on the show, connect with me on social and send me a message. Now, are you ready to kick off today's episode? All right, here we go. Well, hello and welcome back to Play by Play, or PXP for those of you that are in the know. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow, and today we're going to dive into a topic that has puzzled many for a long time. An issue that can make or break your career and even your business. And that topic is, are you a manager or are you a leader? And what's the difference? Well, stick around because we're going to unravel this, this mystery of manager versus leader as we walk through this podcast together. So in the business world, and really not even in the business world, because it can apply to sports or an organization, a nonprofit, um, volunteer organizations, really anything that you have people who are leading a team. So the terms manager and leader often used interchangeably, but can I tell you this? They are as different as chalk and cheese. And today we're going to explore these distinctions, the differences between the two, and we're going to help you identify where you fit and maybe how you'd like to fit in into this manager-leader conversation. A lot of folks think that being a manager automatically makes you a leader. And the truth is, that's just not the case. Let me share you a, a quick story about my, my oldest son, Noah. It's, part of it is true and part of it would be hypothetical, so I'm going to use it as an example. But Noah is a welder. He uh, graduated high school with several welding certifications, and he went straight into the business of welding. He works for a company that does iron work, and they build buildings all over the Southeast. And obviously, I'm his dad. I'm a little biased, but I think he's really good at what he does. Now, let's say one day Noah says, you know what? I want to go out and start my own business. I want to have my own welding business. And so Noah goes out and he hangs a shingle and gets a magnet for the side of his truck, Noah's Welding Company. You know, and he is out there and he's taking jobs and he's doing a great job and he's getting a lot of business. In fact, he's getting so much business that he needs to hire somebody. So he hires another welder to help him. And then this business just continues to come in and he has to hire another welder to help. And then they realize, you know what? We've got to have some administrative help. So he hires an administrative assistant to help manage the admin side of the business. And all of a sudden, Noah is a manager, right? Noah's got a, a team. He's got welders. He's got an administrative assistant. And all of a sudden, he's a manager, right? But is he a leader? Chances are, that Noah would excel at managing his team, right? He'd make sure that they have the right materials and ensure that deadlines are met and so on. But is he leading them? Because that's an entirely different skill set. Leadership, really, it, it requires a blend of innate traits, things that you might be gifted with or things that come natural to you. 
It takes some learned skills. And then the missing piece that, that a lot of people overlook and a lot of people miss, and there is no shortcut for, is a healthy do- dose of experience. Things that Noah or anyone else new to leadership would need time to develop. And that's why it's crucial to differentiate between management and leadership. All right, so let's dig into the key differences between a manager and a leader. And if you're one of the note takers, because I know that some of you that listen to the podcast, you like to take notes, uh, and I appreciate you sharing that stuff with me. It, it, it does help me to, uh, to, to prompt you when there's probably some note taking that, that might be beneficial to you. And so if you're, if you're a note taker, uh, this would probably be an area where you want to start taking some notes. So let's talk about the differences between a manager and a leader. First off, managers operate on control. Okay, they allocate resources, they plan, they solve problems. Leaders, on the other hand, they often operate on inspiration. Okay, uh, they motivate, they influence, they drive change. Secondly, managers aim for efficiency, for doing things right. Whereas leaders, they aim for effectiveness, for doing the right things. You see the difference? Managers aim for efficiency, for doing things right. Leaders aim for effectiveness, for doing the right things. Third off, managers are often risk-averse. They like to maintain the status quo. What does that mean, risk-averse? It means they often don't like to take risks. They, they like to stay in that comfortable area. Okay, Leaders are risk-takers often. They're innovators Oftentimes, they're pushing boundaries. And then let's add a fourth one to this. Managers oftentimes will get people to follow instructions, whereas leaders, they get people to follow them, right? Managers get people to follow instructions. Leaders get people to follow them. So why does all this even matter? What what does it matter? Well, just being a manager without effective leadership can be detrimental on your business and on your career path. And sure, a manager might get the project done on time, but what if it comes at the cost of employee morale? What if it comes at the cost of innovation or long-term growth? Or, and I already said it, but it's important, I'm gonna say it again, employee morale. The absence of effective leadership can lead to a, uh, a stagnant or a toxic work environment where tasks might get completed, but nobody's really thriving. You know, they may get completed because there was a level of micromanagement there that, you know, that manager may have had its thumb on the process and, and, and it got the job done and it got it done on time, but everyone was miserable along the way. And so uh, on the flip side, a leader will not only complete the projects, but will also inspire the team to exceed expectations, to build a stronger, uh, more resilient team or a more resilient company even, right? So I think I just let you in on a little secret right there, if you were paying attention, that a leader can also be a manager, right? And you want your leaders to be managers in many cases because there are things that have to be done on time. There are tasks that have to be done. Everything isn't about inspiring employees. There are times when stuff just needs to get done, right? I mean, we got to just roll up our sleeves, 
and we got tasks to do. We got to get it done. We got to get it done right. We got to get it done efficiently, right? We just got, there's things that have to be done. But that leader can also sprinkle in that inspiration or that motivation or uh, the, the desire to exceed expectations. You see the difference there? That, that leader's going to bring something else, bring a level of passion to the team. Whereas that manager's going to get the job done, but oftentimes there's a cost associated with it. So yes, your leaders oftentimes have to display managerial tendencies, but oftentimes the flip side, the reverse, doesn't happen. A manager may not be able to exhibit leadership tendencies because they haven't learned them yet or they don't have the innate ability or they just don't have the experience behind them yet. And that brings me to kind of my next topic. And, and that is, so you've been a manager and now you are eager to kind of take on that leadership role, right? So maybe you're a new manager or maybe you've been in role for a while, but you just haven't had uh, any, any coaching or any mentorship or anything like that that will get you to that leadership level. So where do you begin? Well, this is an area that I am incredibly passionate about shaping new managers into effective leaders or taking that new supervisor who has just gotten their first, you know, responsibility at, uh, at leading a team and, and taking that person and shaping them into an effective leader. And this is a crucial aspect of their leadership development. Look, over time, you know, over a long period of time, that person, if they work at it and they, and they gain enough experience and they have an open mind and they engage in some self-development, that person has every chance to develop into a good leader down the road. But what if, what if they could have some tools that could speed up that process, you know, that could teach them communication skills and accountability skills and some leadership skills and inspiration skills so that they could speed up that process so that they don't have to make the same mistakes that like I did. I made a ton of mistakes as I was coming through my leadership growth development. You know, I started that journey uh, a long time ago, over 20 years ago. And in that process, probably 25 years ago, and along that process or throughout that process, I made some major mistakes as a leader. Like I, I, I really didn't know how to treat people when I first stepped into a leadership role. I was horrible at it. So experience was a great teacher for me. But what if we could take some of our young leaders, some of our, our, our new managers, or even some of our, our uh, tenured managers, I almost said experienced, but even some of our, our tenured managers that have been in that role for a while but really have never developed. What if we could take them and apply a, a learning curve that, that gets them to the place where they're much more effective, much faster? And that is one of the things that I'm super passionate about, giving them the tools to be able to jump ahead and not make the same mistakes that I made, that other people made, uh, and they can learn from us and learn from our mistakes and have those tools faster and become more effective in their roles, right? So let's talk about some of those things that can help you be a effective leader from making that jump from manager to leader, okay? First off, number one, lead by example. Don't just hand out orders. Get down in the trenches and demonstrate the way 
things are supposed to be done. And maybe not even the way that they're supposed to be done, but get down in the trenches and show support. Okay. Secondly, create a culture receptive to feedback. What do I mean by that? Your team's insights are invaluable and you should be open to course corrections. All right. I'm a big believer in making a decision based on the information we have at hand. All right. At some point, a decision has to be made and we got to move forward. So we make a decision based on the information we have at hand on a particular task or project. But then along the way, new information might come up. And oftentimes, it's our team who finds that new information or, or, or gets that new information or sees it or understands it. And their insights might be invaluable to this project. And we have to be open to course corrections. Just because we're the manager or the leader absolutely does not mean that we have all the answers. Okay, if you, if you are one of those, if you think that because you are the manager or you're the leader that you know all there is to know and you are the smartest person in the room and that you can't take uh, course correction or advice or suggestions from the team members, you are sadly mistaken. Okay, be open to those course corrections. Thirdly, invest not only in your personal growth, but extend that investment to your team as well. So number one, I want to applaud you for listening to this podcast, because if you're listening to this, that means you do have some semblance of concern about your own self-development. You do care about getting better. And I believe this, you cannot pour into somebody else from an empty cup. Okay, let me say that again. You cannot pour into someone else if your cup is empty. All right, you cannot lead from a place where you don't have any fuel. All right, so you, you have to be engaged in your own personal growth. However, don't be stingy with that information, right? What good does that do for you to develop, you to have self-development, you to have personal growth, you to, to develop as a leader, but then you just hold all that into yourself? No, be generous with what you learn. Be generous with your personal growth and, and also allow your teams to engage in that personal growth. You're taking the opportunities to do that. Give them the same opportunities that you have. Afford them the same opportunities. So you cannot uh, give, you cannot pour out into somebody else if your cup is empty. The hallmark of a true leader is that they build more leaders, not just followers, but a leader, and you've seen this before, it, it pops up on memes from time to time or you hear it on podcasts or, or quoted in books. But the, the sign of a true leader is, is that they build more leaders. So pour into your people. And don't be that person that says, this is the way we've always done it, right? A classic newbie mistake. This is the way we've always done it. Don't be that person Equip yourself with the right tools and the right mindset to sidestep those pitfalls and create more leaders to follow you. I mentioned getting down into the trenches with your team. Uh, let me share a little personal story to help drive that, that point home. One of my first leadership roles was as the director of technology. And while I had a knack for people, I had some people skills, when it came to the nitty-gritty tech details, 
let's just say that I had a little bit of a learning curve. So what did I do? I got down into the trenches with my team. All right. If they were burning the midnight oil on a challenging project or something that had to be done outside of business hours, guess what? I was right there with them. I might not have known how to fix the issues. And particularly early on, I know I didn't know how to fix the issues. Sometimes I didn't even know what they were talking about. Right. But I could be present. I could bring them some pizza. And the key takeaway here is just being there with your team, being in the trenches, whether they're the experts and you're still learning or you know exactly how it's done and you're just there to support them. It is a massive leap towards becoming an effective leader. Let's dive just a little bit deeper into that being there idea, that concept though. Being there just isn't about physical presence. It's a declaration of support, okay? It sends a powerful message that you care about the sacrifices that your team is making. All right, trust me. If, if they're putting in the effort and you're MIA, they'll notice. All right, if they're there and you're not, they'll notice. And it won't be long until they're disengaged. And I'm not saying you've got to be there every time your team is there. There are times when it is required that you're there because your assistance is needed. There's other times that you don't have to be there, but you're there to support them. And then there's other times when you have empowered them, you've given them the tools, you trust them to get the job done, and, and letting them do it on their own is a, is a sign of leadership as well. It's a delicate balancing act. But one major piece of that is getting in the trenches with them making sure that they know that you support them. And when you show you care and provide that support, a wonderful thing is going to happen. They'll start to support you right back. There's going to be a time in the future when you're going to ask your team to do something that's challenging, that is difficult, that is inconvenient, maybe even requires them to adjust their personal schedule because there's a deadline or something that needs to be done. And if you have shown them the the support that they deserve along the way, they're not going to bat an eye about returning that favor and supporting you in return. You know the old saying, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I know that's very simplistic, but when you support your team, they're going to support you as a leader. Look, the journey from manager to leader, it's not a sprint, folks. It's a marathon. And it requires intention. It requires humility. It even requires you getting your hands dirty. It's about evolving from being a task manager or even a micromanager to a visionary, someone who manages processes to someone who leads people. The difference, it might seem subtle, but the impact is profound. So as you reflect on your role, ask yourself this, am I just managing people or am I truly leading them? Because in the grand scheme of things, it's the leaders who leave a lasting impact. Well, that's about all the time I've got for today. I want to thank you for listening to PXP. And if you like the podcast, won't you share it with your five closest friends? Chances are, if you liked it, they're going to like it too. But most of all, I hope that something that was said today helps you to become a better version of yourself. I'm your host, Jamie Yarrow, and I hope you have an absolutely amazing day.